This is the EWN Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, this is Dr. Judy Cook welcoming you back to Shrinkwrapped, a place where you can learn skills to shrink away things that are bothering you, wrap yourself in more enjoyment, and really find some rapture in this life. Today, we're going to be talking about some things that lead to misunderstandings, things that have to do with people being different, our behaviors being different, many things in life being different, and seeing how that affects us and what we can do to make that an asset instead of a problem in our lives. Although we live in an infinitely diverse universe, it's amazing to me how often people not only don't like diversity, but get stuck in a viewpoint that somehow there is a single right way to do things And of course, they want to be the one who has that right way because for many people, the right way equates with being good. And of course, most of us want to be good. And so we don't want to do things the wrong way and wind up being bad. There's a really wonderful old story that comes from India that kind of addresses this issue in an interesting way. It's called the tale of the six blind men and the elephant. And it comes from at least two or three hundred years ago. In essence, six blind men were asked to examine an elephant that had been brought into town. And they were each placed at different parts of that elephant. Well, as the first one felt it, he was standing by the side and he said, Oh, it feels like a wall. And the next one said, no, he was down by the tail and it felt like a rope to him. And one was by one of those massive legs and holding it and said, no, this is like a tree. And the one by the tusk said, oh, no, it's like a spear. The one by the ear said, no, it's it's like a fan, you know, and the one by the tail says, no, it's it's like a rope. And they all fell to arguing over which one of them was right. So when you think about it, which one of them was right? Well, of course, in their own way, for their limited perspective, each of them was right. And yet, which one was wrong? Well, if it came to the entire view of the elephant, all of them were wrong because not all of them saw the entirety of the elephant. But just to make things a little bit more fun, you know, if you had full vision and you're walking around seeing that elephant and feeling it and everything, you still wouldn't know what it looked like under that skin. You wouldn't know the molecular structure of its body. You wouldn't know about the energy that drives it unless you're into physics. And we don't really know yet the essence of life. So even if we had full vision and we were all looking at that whole elephant, there is still a whole lot of the picture we wouldn't see. The blind men, of course, were very limited in their perspective. They were just at one little narrow spot. And yet 
isn't that a lot how we are in this universe? We are in our one little spot and we're looking out at this infinite universe and seeing our little picture. And some of us think that somehow we've got the whole answer. That just doesn't work. I have a friend uh, that wrote a story in the San Antonio Light that kind of goes along the same line. And I think she even actually got a Pulitzer Prize for it. She had the experience of interviewing six eyewitnesses to the same plane crash. And she then ran the six stories in side-by-side columns in the newspaper. It, of course, sounded like six different wrecks that happened. How could that possibly be? Because each of us is different in the way we look at things. They might have been in a little bit of a different place physically. But each of us also has more things that we attend to and focus on. We have those psychological differences that make some things more important than others. And there are some things that we would just overlook while another person would focus on them very intently. And so here's something that should seem very similar. Everybody should see the same thing. And yet they really, really didn't. How do we explain that? Anita Morjani, who wrote a fascinating book entitled Dying to Be Me, gives a bit of an explanation. Uh, Anita had a near-death experience. In fact, she was on her deathbed and had an out-of-body experience and lived to tell about it and have her cancer go into total remission. And she talks about her near-death experience and going across to the other side. And she says, it's kind of like when you're in this existence, you have this little bitty area you see. When you get over there, it's like there's this enormous warehouse. And before, you just had this little flashlight looking at a little area. And now, all of a sudden, all the lights are on and you can see everything. And yet when you look at even that analysis, you can't see 360 degrees all the way around, all the way across, no matter what. If you're looking out into space, you can't see the entirety of this infinite universe. You have a small area that you're able to see, depending on the limits of whatever tools you're using, and you're limited by that. One of the things that people need to be more aware of is we all have these limitations. It's not something that only affects one of us. And not only that, there's not just one correct answer. For each of us, it's as if we each have a piece of this enormous jigsaw puzzle that has millions of pieces And we look at our one piece and think we've got the whole puzzle. So part of what we have to do is, first of all, put aside our ego and realize we don't have the whole picture. And then get curious and start sharing with others. Because then, just like putting together a jigsaw puzzle, the more pieces you have, the closer you come 
to having a more complete picture. So when you can put down the fear and you can start looking at more pictures and get the bigger picture, then you can begin to not be scared of all these things that are different because it doesn't mean anything bad about you. It means we live in a very wonderful, very diverse, infinite universe where things that we can't even imagine are possible. Life is so much more fun when we are open and curious and willing to explore and willing to share what we find and not be afraid that somehow if we don't see things exactly like somebody else, that that somehow means there's something wrong with us. It doesn't mean that at all in any way whatsoever. It means you're seeing things from a different perspective. We are all, in case you hadn't noticed it, different human beings. Even identical twins aren't identical. So why would we see something exactly the same way, perceive it exactly the same way? That just isn't going to work very well. Just for fun, let's kind of take that to an extreme. If there were only one right way for a human being to be, then wouldn't that creative power that created us, whatever you want to identify it as, wouldn't that creative power then have made all seven and a half billion of us identical? And what would that be like, really? What would it be like if all of you had exactly the same skills because you're identical? You look the same, act the same, talk the same, think the same, have the same interests. So let's say that you are a mathematician. Then you probably don't have musical talent or artistic talent or a whole lot of verbal talent or a whole lot of ability to empathize with people. You might not be very good even as a mechanic. So different people have different skills and when we put them all together, we mix them up, we get something so much more marvelous. You imagine if we only had one kind of plant one kind of animal, or maybe even only one life form. Gosh, wouldn't that be boring? What if we looked at the sky and there was only one right way to be a star and so all of them then became just like that one star? That would be dreadfully boring. Now, not only does our point of from where we're standing, uh, literally physically, affect how we see things, our culture and how we're raised has a big influence on how we see things. And so does something biologically that separates us and makes us more individual. I had the delightful experience at one point in my life that I had a cat that had a litter of six kittens. And it was a real education in biological diversity. Of these six kittens, Four of them were pretty much just average, run-of-the-mill, what you would think of as a kitten, just kind of doing their thing, moving along at the same pace. And then there were two of them that were very different. One of them was a female, and I called her Prissy. Because you 
didn't go near her unless she wanted you to do that. And when she didn't want you to, <clears throat> well, she would move across the room and curl her tail around her and sit there and look at you. And if you started coming close, she would back off. And she made it very clear that you would interrelate with her on her terms. And then there was Bill the cat. And Bill was an entity in his own right. Bill was a totally different kind of cat. He had so much curiosity and it never occurred to him to limit himself. If he wanted attention and I didn't give it to him, he'd come up and he'd rub against me. But if I didn't give it to him, he'd start climbing up my robe. He was very inventive and very creative. I had a drippy water faucet in my bathtub. Now, it's not particularly unusual that a cat might pick up on the water and maybe jump into the bottom of the tub and drink some of that water. But not Bill. No, Bill stood on the side of the tub, up on the edge, and would bat water into his mouth to drink it. Bill was so inventive and so exploratory, and he clearly saw the world in a whole different way. And people are much that same way. There are those who just seem to kind of run with the middle crowd. And then there are those who are just very different and look at the world in a whole different way and tend to behave in a very different way. We see another variant of that in today's media when we have facts and fake facts and news and fake news and alternative facts. And, and in fact, what happens is, again, people are looking at things from different directions and some of them reinforce each other and some of them contradict each other. And yet what they tend not to do is find some ways to work through that. So we're going to take a short break right now, and when we come back, we'll start looking at some ways that we might find some solutions to dealing with all of this. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN Podcast hosts at EWNPodcastNetwork.com. Welcome back to the second half of the Shrink Wrap Show, where we're talking about learning to appreciate our differences. I hope you got the message in the first half of the show that there's not just one way to be right. Unless you're dealing with some defined mathematical term that only says the rule is one plus one equals two, and you're dealing with numbers, not rabbits. So part of what you got to do is sit back and realize that everybody is different. Each of our perspective, each of our viewpoints is different. And if we can give up that fear 
that somehow we might not get it right and then we'd be bad and instead recognize, gee, if we would get together and collaborate and share, we'd get more of a picture than just hanging on to our little narrow window and thinking that we have the only right way. And again, I hope that picture of envisioning a universe with seven and a half billion clones of yourself is enough to make you really want to not be stuck in that kind of a mode. No matter how much you like yourself, seven and a half billion copies of you, no variety, nothing different, everything exactly the same, that would be pretty boring to me. It's really tough for us as humans to wrap our brains around the concept of infinite. And yet, we live in an infinite universe. Physicists and astronomers say it's still growing. You know, I'm not sure how it grows when it's already infinite in size, but that's what they say is happening. There are so many different variations in anything you want to look at, whether it's weather or plants or animals or insects or ideas or anything in the world out there. There is so much variety. If you look at the pictures of all the different solar systems and nebulae and how incredible they are, life is just, just marvelous. And when we close ourselves down and we start saying there's only one right way for something to be, we shut ourselves off from seeing all of that other stuff. So we really shortchange ourselves. So learning to really, really learn to interact with other people and share and get their view of it. And it may not be one you like, and it may not be one that you really want to adopt, but at least you know that that piece is out there too as a part of that whole big picture. And it doesn't mean they're nuts or that you're nuts. It's just a part of how it is. So once you've come to accept that diversity is infinite in its span and you've got a choice of rejecting it or accepting it, hopefully you start accepting it and you find life more enjoyable that way. And then there's one other stumbling block that comes along. And that is that the only real constant in the universe is change. So just as sure as you think you've got the right answer and this is how things are and yada da 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 guess what? Something changes. So there was a day before we had wheels. And yet look what has happened since we've had wheels and automobiles and all of the other things that happen with wheels. Think of the changes that have happened since the day way back when Bell invented the first telephone. Or we had the first computer develop and look where that's gone in 35 years. Sometimes that change seems overwhelming. It's almost scary. It's sometimes as we get older, almost more than we can keep up with. But change is just as much a part of the universe as diversity is. And when we sit and lock ourselves off and say, it's not going to change. I'm not going to allow anything to change. I'm just going to keep myself locked off. 
you really miss out on so much that can be so incredibly enjoyable in your life. So I encourage all of you to be open to exploring, whether you're exploring just with your family and your neighbors and your friends to find out a little bit more of who and how they are, or you start driving around more outside your community, or you do like I do and you love to travel all over the world. If I were younger, I'd be booking one of those seats on Elon Musk's trip to Mars because it's just so much fun to get out and explore and see new things. And it's a lot of fun to watch all the changes. And yes, it keeps you from getting in a rut. It keeps you from doing the same old thing all the time. And there are people who enjoy doing that. And if you do enjoy it, that's great. That's neither right nor wrong. If it's what you enjoy, then certainly go for it. But if you're caught in that trap of finding yourself a lot of the time struggling with, well, they're doing it the wrong way and I'm doing it the right way, and then you kind of find yourself at odds with people, see if you can't loosen up a bit. Look out at the night sky and see all those beautiful stars. And then the next day, look at the sky and the sunny day. Where did those stars go and what's taking its place? And realize again that the sky changes and most everything else changes. We have different views and each of us has different views. And there's not this absolute right and this absolute wrong. There's such a diversity and we can learn from it. We can enjoy it. We can share so much more with others when instead of being like those six blind men and an elephant and fighting tooth and tongue over which view of the elephant is right, we come to realize this elephant's bigger than any of us. And the more we get together and we collaborate and we share ideas, the better view of the elephant we get. Now, you might come to suspect that if we had more collaboration in things like how we run city governments or world governments, that we might get some of these same kinds of results. If we talk to people who have other political beliefs, other religious beliefs, other ethnic beliefs, and we get to know them as people and get to know their ideas and think with them back and forth, it becomes less scary, less threatening. We realize that they are just other human beings with different approaches to things. And very few of those people are really aggressive and violent and hostile. Most of them are very caring and, and delightful people if you just give yourself a chance to stop and take a look at it. So I hope that you will really allow yourself to get out and start enjoying the incredible diversity at all levels in this world. Realize that you don't have to have all the answers or the right answer for you to be okay, and neither does anyone else. And that the more we share our observations and share our answers and share what we see, the more we allow everybody to see more and the greater joy we spread around. So for now, and this is Dr. Judy, wishing you another fond day. I hope this has been adding some fun in your life. We're signing off for now, and next week we're going to have a discussion about what's physical and what's mental and what's both when it comes to illnesses. 
This is Shrink Wrapped, bidding you a fond day. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.